Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Awakening Aphrodite. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and this show is all about inspiring you to live a fit, healthy, empowered life in mind, body, and spirit, as well as helping you balance your masculine and feminine energies and your true source of power and tap into your authentic self. I am really excited today because we have an amazing guest for you. Wow, she's coming from a far way away, but you'd never know it. She's all the way in France, and she is none other than Magalie Soret of the Authentic Birth Podcast. She is a new podcaster, as am I, but she is already making huge headways in the female space, and in particular with young moms, pregnant moms, young families, and people who are interested in natural births and the natural birthing process and how to raise children that are balanced and healthy and families that are healthy and happy and whole. And when I found out about her, I just had to have her on my show because we are all about empowering ourselves and raising healthy children and making the world a better place. So Mags, welcome to Awakening Aphrodite. Thank you, Amy. I'm very happy to be with you. Okay, fantastic. So, um, okay, let's, oh, I have so many things I want to start with, but before we get into the juicy content, I like to ask a couple of silly questions for our audience to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. If you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be and why? I would be a golden retriever because I think they're pretty. Okay. <laughs> they like families. They are lovely family dogs. Yes, that totally. Even though you're a brunette, the, the personality of that dog is absolutely you. Lovable and family-oriented and friendly and all that kind of stuff. Okay. What is your favorite number and color? My favorite number is... No idea. I, I love when it's like a 369. I like Ooh. it when it's... <laughs> Well, that's, the, like triple, that's, the, that's the triple goddess. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not surprised. And your favorite color? And my favorite color, I would say pink because my daughter has got rose inside her. So I would say the, the pink. Beautiful. And that's another feminine color. Okay. And um, what book are you currently reading? At the minute, I am reading about pregnancy. I am reading about natural birth. I'm reading. Um, so I've got a few opens at the same time. Um, the one I'm about to go on in is about traveling the world and discovering about um, birth, labor and deliveries all around the world in different cultures. Oh, that sounds fascinating. I know we're going to get into that when we get into the content. So hold that thought because I can't wait to hear about that. You know, a big part of my show, obviously with the name, even in Aphrodite and that architect is tapping into the wisdom of ancient cultures. And um, I know that's something that you're into as well. So I, I definitely want to hear your perspective on that. Uh, just last question before we get to the real important stuff. <laughs> uh, please describe your life to date using one word. Authentic. Here you go. Hence the name of your podcast, Authentic Birth. And Perfect. The name okay. of my 
of I'm called authentic mum on the on the all the social medias too. Okay, then let's get right into that. Can you give us your definition of what authentic means? Authentic means that you just accept and welcome your true self with its part of light and its part of darkness. And um, and you just are all that every day. And it brings... Um, in this society, it brings kind of a vulnerability, <clears throat> but I believe that's the only way I can live. I I went through different things in my life, and I'm happier when I'm when I am my through my true authentic self. Okay, so tell us more about that. So the opposite of that would be when you're forcing yourself to do stuff you don't want to. Like, what are you referring to there? Yeah, I think it's quite interesting because, as you said, um, 369, the pink color, is all about the feminine. Well, I have, I was raised more like as a very masculine energy. So I was an engineer to start no with. And <laughs> uh, my parents thought, you know, I needed um, to produce, 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 because it's only if you produce that you become somebody and then you can have money. And I remember when I started to do some sewing, my dad just went, what are you? Are you a granny or something? So um, when I started to tap into my creative side and slow down, it was a journey. And I think the burnout I had on the way helped me um, to connect really to my feminine. And my daughter, my first daughter, her pregnancy helped, showed me the way to my true self. Okay, so let me get this straight. You were an engineer. I was, yeah. <laughs> and wow, so you were really kind of in that masculine work ethic. I loved it. Ethic. I loved working with men because men are straight, mm. you know, they go to the point and I was one of the only lady there. So men like to please. They like to see women happy. So I've always, I've always enjoyed working with men and I was a manager. So um, I helped man, you know, grow into very technical business and, and I loved it. It was really fun. And then what happened? And then, and then I had babies. <laughs> and then my first daughter came along and I realized I wasn't happy. I just knew I wasn't happy, but when she was there, I thought, I want her to be happy, you know? I want her to have a happy life. And I realized that I had to become happy in my own life to show her how to be you know to, to lead the way and it's by being that I could say you know I am really happy in my life and you can go and be that happy person that you are meant to be. So tell us how you did that you're an engineer all of a sudden you got pregnant you had your daughter and then you realize you know I just the way my life is I'm, I'm not happy but I'm an engineer like what 
because I'm sure there's so many women there in the exact position of like, but they feel stuck or trapped or they don't know any other way. What did you do? How did you do it? So the first thing, it's a very good question, Amy. Thank you for that. Um, the first thing I did is I thought, well, what do I like? I like people. So I was um, working for planes and I was in charge of the wings and I, I loved it. I, I loved I loved it, but what I loved the most was to work with people, was to collaborate and see all of us, you know, with one goal, all together going in one direction. So what I thought is I thought, well, because I love human, then I can move to HR, to human resource and put all my energy in making people to feel happier at work. So this is what I did when my daughter came along. I moved to HR. And I faced a woman world, a very feminine, you know, world. That so the was shadow. Snaky and... The, the shadow feminine. The shadow side of the feminine, of course, because we've been talking about a very nice and positive feminine, okay? There's a shadow in both feminine and masculine. But I discovered people that were mean with each other. I never, never touched that in a masculine environment, because we all work for the goal and mm. not work against each other. And I ended up with a manager that was that that just saw me arriving with all these thoughts and wanting to move on and put all these new ideas out. And she just thought, you, I'm not letting you doing it. So I just had a burnout. I I worked and worked and worked, never got any recognition. And I was really after recognition at that point. And I just arrived to a point where I, I just thought, if I crash my car in this bush, I maybe I will feel better. So I had completely lost the link with my two babies. I had now two babies. Wow. And I just thought, what's the point of my life? And th that day I went to see one of the lady that has been coaching me, that coached me for a long time. And she said, that's it. You're now going off sick. It's finished. It's the end of a chapter. You cannot continue. And I think I reached the dark part of my soul, you know, the, the, the lowest, um, the, the lowest, I couldn't see any light inside me anymore. But I know today that it was the best event that one of the best events of my life, because from that now I know who I am and I spend that over two, three years developing and understanding who I am. And the main thing that I changed was I now love myself for who I am. Uh, this is amazing. I'm almost speechless. So, but tell us, how did you get to know who you are? What did you actually do or be, or what, what did those two years look like? How does someone find out who they are when they're lost? I think you need to allow yourself a lot of time. And it's like, you have to sit in front of a white piece of paper and start with a pencil from scratch like and go and see what do you really like what do you really like doing 
what is important for you? You know, you were, you, you, we spoke about this. Um, suddenly you feel inside you just that big smile. Yes, <laughs> I call comes, it my inner smile. Your inner smile. Yes. You feel that, yeah, that was really cool. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And when you start connecting with these little positive moments, to, to realize they're there. So to be more in the present and less stuck in the thought process. And I think one thing that has helped me is connect to nature. Yes. Because nature clears your head and gives you that space to be present. So I reconnected with nature. I watched the trees and the leaves and listened to the birds and, and that helped me. And I reconnected with the fact that I loved dancing. But I decided to stop dancing to look like somebody. Mm. Because I've always taught, you know, you need to put your arm here and your feet there. And I was always like with wider shoulders and not the best shape for the best dancer. So I was never good enough. Yeah. And I just then decided to put music on a happy playlist and just dance and move and and just breathe and let happen what had to happen without trying to conform to an image. That so helped me. You embodied the process rather than intellectualize the process. My baby's coming, okay? So just oh, good. be very patient because she, okay. she needs her mommy. So she, I'll put her at the boob and she'll be fine. No problem. But you get mommy duty calls. <laughs> well, she will I will, stop crying, promise. No problem. Well, I will just say while you're getting situated there that, you know, what we're talking about is back to the, the feminine nature of things and really tapping into and awakening the divine feminine in us, which is about embodying ourselves more. And what Mags is referring to is she was saying how during her burnout, she took the time to really get to know herself and to rediscover who she really is and who she wanted to be and how she wanted to live the rest of her life by being in her body more and less in her brain and not analyzing how she looked when she danced and the technique of the dance, but rather the feeling of the dance. And that's all the feminine energy. And that's what we're trying to help people incorporate in their lives. Cause I feel like it's something that is not understood and valued in the culture. Is that pretty much what you were seeing? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's correct. That's a really nice way. Um to say it thank you for that okay good good and, and i will add too that um you know i love that you mentioned going into nature that is the ultimate and the feminine connection is mother nature we are nature we're not we're not in nature we're not a part of nature we are nature we're from nature nature is us and that's our source so whenever we need to reconnect to that part of ourselves going to nature is like directly going to the mothership, you know? So that was very wise of you. And um, I just wanted to add to that for people that are searching for, well, how do I find that in my, me like Mags did that, you know, you, you were testimony that you discovered it in ways that weren't like earth shattering. And it wasn't like you had this like, boom, download. And there's the answer, like the, you know, the, you know, what's it, the burning bush or something in front of you you know, 
a lot of times people I feel like are looking for these big bang answers, these big miracle answers that are the aha moment. A lot of times it doesn't come like that. And you mentioned it took you about two years or so of just kind of an awareness and tapping into things that you loved, made you feel good and just followed the trail of breadcrumbs and that eventually got you there. Did I, did I hear that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And, um, and I also, because I knew I loved um, the human side, I ended up doing a course on coaching. And that really helped me then get my brain going again on the subject that I loved. But I remember spending lots of time thinking, I need to find what I'm going to do in life. I need to find what I'm going to do in life. And this question was just rhetorical. It was taking me nowhere. Because in fact, usually um, we've got everything we need in front of us and we know it, but we lose, we lose the connection with it. And, 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 and one of the, the biggest thing that I realized was I needed to start loving myself to love my life. And how did you do that? My pregnancies really helped How? because I saw my body became magical. It created a human being. And I suddenly looked at my body as my best friend. That's awesome. I always had thought that my body was my peer, my worst enemy. You know, it needed to look like it wasn't. It was too fat, not big enough, not good enough, not... And I kept trying to change it. And I was so nasty in my head with it. You know, I needed to eat that food and not that food. And if I ate that chocolate, then I had to be nasty to myself. I was really brought up in, I'm my worst enemy. And I, when I saw what my body was capable of doing, my, capab my body was creating another human being. My body knew how to do it. And I decided to trust the process. So I, after my pregnancy, I just thought, okay, body, I'm going to trust you. For the first time in my life, I said, I'm going to trust you. And you're going to bring me back my figure to how it was before my pregnancy. And I lost the 25 kilos. I don't know how how it is in pounds or I don't know how, in which metrics. I think that's like 50 pounds. I think so, kilos is 2.2 pounds, I believe. So right. yeah, I, I gained 25 kilos. Wow. And, <laughs> okay. And I lost them all. Within nine months after my baby, um, until my baby was nine months old, my body was back. You lost it in, in a healthy, way. normal way, not in a obsessing doing 900 workouts a day and living on carrot sticks. That is it. So I started stuff. a bit um, workout because I like working out because I mm -hmm. like doing some sport and feeling alive and feeling the endorphins, mm -hmm. but not more, not to, not to hurt myself as mm. before I use sport, you know, to, mm -hmm. you need to be stronger. You need to be slimmer. You need to be fitter. So I used it in a positive way in my body. Wow, it responded. 
It responded much better than ever before. Isn't that beautiful? It's all, it's all truly about energy. Well, this is, this is an incredible story. So, so then tell us, uh, you, you had your babies and you, you now find yourself with a family, couple kids, a new, a new life. And now you are working with pregnant women and families. Tell us about the work you're doing, what got you started in it and what you're learning, why you're passionate about it. I discovered how much I love and how passionate I was about um, birth, natural, like natural labor, natural, I mean, physiological labor, um, because we have to remember we are species that have been alive. We are mammals that have been alive for over hundreds and thousands of years. And that today there's a lot of medicine involved in the breast in the sorry in the birth giving but it only has been in place for like a hundred years okay so it's the second compared to the length of our humanity so us women know how to do it we've got a reptilian brain that knows what to do it's like when we go to the loo truly it's the bathroom not the bathroom right <laughs> but in america we say yeah go to the restroom yep we go to the restroom yes <laughs> sorry just in case people word. didn't know what you were talking about wait we go to the car wash what is she talking about no sorry <laughs> you know, we've got we've got our body knows how to do some things we mm -hmm. don't think about it and birth is like that birth is an instinctive process that happens in certain conditions. So what I do with the pregnant couples, I support them in understanding the conditions that they need to give birth in a very natural, intuitive way. I love it. So are you actually doing coaching for people that are pregnant? Yeah. Okay. And is this online? So the online bit will arrive within the next few months perfect so shortly after the show comes out this this episode they'll be able to track you down and right and, okay. and there'll be the podcast anyway authentic birth to follow yes and then there'll be so announced in it of course awesome well oh. before we kind of get to the end there's so many questions i have for you but i, I did have a couple important ones uh, or I should say most important ones. Um, what would you say to the younger women out there uh, that do not have babies that would like to always thought they want to have a family, but they're, a, or let's say maybe they even are pregnant or they, they just had a baby they're, and they're just afraid. They're, they're just afraid of this whole pregnancy thing. They're afraid how much it's going to hurt. They're afraid of what's going to happen in their body. They're just totally in fear of the whole thing. What would you have to say as an older, wiser woman who's been through it and is now in the field of it? I would say um, because of the society we live in, it's completely normal to have fear. We are based, all our society is based on the belief of fear. Fear is being entertained all the time. Especially now. Even more now, for sure. So it's normal to have fear. And, and it's the way our body has been surviving 
over all these years anyway, you know, is that fight or flight mode that we have that give us that adrenaline boost that allow us to survive. Yeah. Okay. So it's fully normal. The, when, what I would suggest is that if you want to go pregnant, if you want to become, to have babies, it's good to start by yourself anyway. Just start by discovering who you truly are. Okay. Who you truly like, because that will help you attract the right person. The person with who you're gonna want to create a family. Because you create a family when you're two. You can't create a family on your own. So okay, and that was actually one of my next questions. What about all the single moms out there? What would you say to them to help them, the mothers that are even pregnant on their own or single moms? That they've got everything inside them to be happy on their own. It's about finding ways to love yourself. It's about finding ways to link to your instinct to know what's good for you and nourish yourself. Nourish your body with good food, nourish your head with things you like doing, you know, and nourish your heart by being with people that support you. It takes a village to raise a child. Our society divides us, put us among our own, in our own you know, little flats, but it's when we come together that we are stronger. I love that. And, and what you're saying is you don't have to necessarily be quote unquote coupled. You know, you can have your village in the broader sense, sense of those that are around you that support you. And by feeding yourself nutrition, emotionally, physically, mentally, as well as environmentally, you know, you can take that control and give yourself what you need on different levels. And it might be in a different packaging, but you can still get the support you need is what I hear you saying. Absolutely. I love that because I know a lot of people that are, again, they're not coupled and they feel that sense of a void, you know, that, oh, I'm just by myself. And, but there's kind of ways around that to try to still get those needs met is what what's possible. So we've got to Absolutely. look for those. Thank you. Um, this has been amazingly educational for me uh, and very inspiring. Mags, do you have anything else you want to share with our audience that you are last points you want to make sure that they are aware of or things that you want them to know? Oh, my baby is, it's okay. Hello, little cutie. I know our audience can't see right now. Is that a girl or a boy? They'll hear her, poor thing. It's She's a girl? Me. Yeah. What's She's her name? Lila Joy. Oh my gosh, I wish you could see her, everybody. All I can see is, oh, there she is. I see the back of her head. She's a tiny little peanut, very beautiful. Okay. Um, no, I think I, uh, the only thing is, you know, love yourself first. I think that's what I've learned with the years. The more you're indulgent and kind to yourself, 
and the more you project it outside you and your children need to see you be happy with who you are so they can become the happy version of themselves so it all starts by us within us as a person and then we can share it around us I love that. It's just so such wise sage advice. You know, it's just that that old, simple yet hard to do saying of just be the energy, be the change that you want to see. And the best thing you can give a child is a good example. And you know, a mommy that's grounded and calm and secure and confident and happy and loving and warm. And that is probably the best gift any child could have, right? So working on ourselves is part of being a good mom. Yeah. I love it. Mags, thank you so much, folks. She's the hostess of the Authentic Birth podcast. You can check that out right now. You can go over there and listen to all her amazing shows. He's going to have an online course on birthing and parenting coming up soon. And, um, Hopefully we can have you back on the podcast again. And I definitely want to take you up on that dinner in person somewhere, maybe in France. Absolutely. I would love it, Amy. <laughs> okay, my friend, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review the show and hit that subscribe button. And I already can't wait to see you again and be with you again. Bye-bye, everybody.